0: It's official. We are in trade deadline 2021, the weekend. We all know that uh, things come to a uh, screeching halt officially at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern on Monday. But up until then, it'll be nothing about talk, inside hearings, rumors, speculation, what you like, what you don't like. And today's show will be nothing different. So we're going to bounce all over the place. I got to tell you, there, w- there won't be any rhyme or reason for the next hour. We'll go from one name to another, to another team. We'll bounce it all over the place, which is, isn't is really anything different than what I've had to put up with all these shows with Doug McClain. Uh, getting him to stay on topic or keep his train of thought is always my biggest challenge. And it will be no different here in the next hour, but... What the hell, let's, let's let, let her rip and let's go down to Florida, sunny Florida, where just prior to coming on the show, Doug was selling me on, Kippy, you gotta get into pickleball. You gotta, you, you, it was a sales job, it was like he was trying to sell me one of his condos.
1: Yes, I think it's good for you to get your mind off hockey a little bit. By the way, Drake Kajula just picked up on waivers by the Buffalo Sabers from the Arizona Coyotes, so obviously that fills a spot if they happen to move Hall as a as a guy that can play the wing. So interesting. Interesting. Just thought I'd throw that out. So a you, tidbit for you. Well,
0: listen, you 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 brought us some news right off the bat here. Yeah,
1: I'm a, I'm bringing it. Kyle Turris on waivers. Obviously, they got. They've got uh, three different people on waivers. There, they've got right today. Well, no, pa- uh, Paul Byron, Montreal Tourists, and Clark Bishop in Ottawa are on waivers. So, well, just good. updating you, keep you in the loop.
0: I thought, I thought for a second, I, I was going to have to tell you that I'm, I'm, I'm too young for pickleball, or I still have reflexes. So, you know, maybe I need to wait seven or ten years for those mm-hmm. things to happen to to get into so, pickleball.
1: I was talking to an agent yesterday, big big time agent. And he was telling me that he loves pickleball. Loves pickleball and he was you know, he was in middle of the ne- hard negotiations with it for a top player, top player on, <laughs> on his team. And he thought, "Okay, this is where you are, this is where I am on this number and we're apart. Maybe we should play pickleball." And whoever wins, we go with that number. That's, so he start. He doesn't. Ballsy. Well, he they he decided he wouldn't. He wouldn't do that. He's very no, professional. Man. He wouldn't do that. But anyway, he started. He lost the first game eleven nothing. He lost the second game eleven, and he lost the third game eleven five. And he's thinking, "Thank God I didn't uh, throw that contract offer out there." To the I'm GM. sure you
0: do that daily in your building and you guys play over like the lawn chair, you know, (laughs) better, better
1: chair at the pool.
0: Okay. So we're, we're going to see some activity Mac. There's going to be teams out there that don't want to get into a scenario on Monday. You want to do some house clean cleaning. The feeling going into this weekend, Mac is it's, it's a a buyer's market here. I talked to, to one team, Uh, probably about, uh, what, half an hour ago, and they felt like Lou Lamarillo was the only one willing to give up a first-rounder. Others may have gone conditional, but he was the only one. There is a sense right now, if Taylor Hall's at number two, that Buffalo still is going to have a tough time getting a first-rounder.
1: Well, look, go back to the last show. We we said if Lou feels he's close, and he believes he's close, he is going to be the guy that's going to jump and go get the guy he wants. Um, I'm not sure he wanted Sajak in this deal, um, but he ended up getting a a pretty solid veteran. Uh, Whether he was forced on him or not, I'm not sure on that. But we said Lou would be the first guy. He's proactive. He's always been like that his whole career. And I'll tell you what, I've had trade discussions with him. There's no BS involved. It's, here's the deal, let's talk, you know, let's get something done here. He was as straightforward a GM as you would ever talk to when you were making a trade with him.
0: Well, there's no question that he sees that East division and between Washington, Pitt, now the Bruins, a couple of strings uh, going right now for the Bruins. Marchand is carrying the Mac on his shoulders, they seem to be still in a position where we can look at that division and barring any type of uh, catastrophic injury to any of these uh, teams, they should feel like they've got a decent chance to come out
1: of this. So who's going to be the next GM to jump? Who, who, who else? I, I don't mean as a seller. I mean, who's the next GM that's going to jump in here because they need to shore up their defense. Solid number second pairing guy. Not a lot of defensemen out there, but we're hearing better names lately. Who's going to be the next guy to jump on a Hall, a Savard, on the bigger guys? Who's okay. the next guy? Boston Bruins let's, have got to do something. Let's. You know what? This is the way I want to do this. Okay.
0: Uh, we're really going to get into the buyers and the sellers right now. We assume yeah. that we, everybody knows what they're doing going into this weekend. We got to assume that, right, Mac? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so if we, if, we, if we started in the north, in the all-Canadian, it's done. Toronto, Edmonton, Winnipeg, and Montreal. So Vancouver, Calgary, Ottawa, natural sellers. Correct? Correct. All right. So we'll start from the top. The Toronto Maple Leafs wants and needs.
1: Well, they're not comfortable with the with their left wing with Tavares and Nylander.
0: All they're... I've heard, Mac, is Gilchenyuk has been awesome. He's great. Look at him. How great are the Toronto Maple Leafs for turning this thing around? Talented every night. We see what everybody envisioned. And yet, I'm going, you want that guy to win four rounds for you in a top six position? And I say, I'm not comfortable with that.
1: I heard the same thing about him in Montreal. I heard the same thing about him in Arizona. I heard the same thing about him in Pittsburgh. And now we're hearing it in Toronto. Yeah, short term guy. He comes in, he's got a little spark, he's got a little life. He's, death. baby, he's, Maybe he's really desperate to salvage his career. Uh, and, and, you know, like somebody mentioned to me the other day, this guy played with some pretty good players in Pittsburgh. Didn't help him. Didn't help him there when he was there and played with some pretty good players. And, uh, you know, I because I had said the other day, he's playing with Tavares and Nylander. That's the best guys he's ever played with. That's not accurate. He's actually played with some pretty good players everywhere he's been, if the truth is known. So Pitt, that's
0: Pitt, that's Malkin, not a bad guy.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, it's uh, – he, he's – you'd be nervous on that one. Okay. And he so, has played well. So, where so is, that's, where, where's, that's the the where's the that's upgrade? Where's the upgrade
0: for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Is it Nick Felino?
1: Well, Nick Felino is um, – I mean, Columbus, I think, are really comfortable. They can sign Nick Felino next summer. Toronto would be interested in Nick Foligno, but not to re-sign him, in my opinion. They'd be interested in him as a short-term guy. Um, Nick Foligno's got great character. He's got, what, seven goals? He has long, dry spells where he doesn't score, but you're not getting him to be a scorer. You're getting him to be a real solid, hard to hard guy to play against. If you're a little nervous about Joe Thornton at playoff time, you're not sure where Wayne Simmons is going to be with the grind. You know what? He's a pretty he could be a pretty solid guy to slide in for a playoff run. We saw him play unbelievably well last year against Tampa in the playoffs. We've seen him play well against Pittsburgh in the playoffs. He's had a couple of great years against Tampa. Saw him play against the Leafs last year where he played real well. Um that wouldn't surprise me that Toronto so, would would the, would be the there. O- the official and word, maybe Boston too.
0: Yeah, the official word on on Felino is that he has not asked for a trade. But they are working together to come up with a best-case scenario for Columbus and Nick Felino, which suggests to me that he would be in a position to get traded and then come back and resign in Columbus. We don't see that very often, Mac, no, no, though, do we? But we? We talk they, about they... it every, every trade deadline. We talk about it with UFAs. But we don't see it very often. And how many times does it really happen?
1: Not very am, but it, it, I could see it with Nick. I could see he's a popular guy there. He loves it there. Uh, i I could see him wanting to finish his career there. so I think that's that's why there's a good re, re you know relationship there and uh but i I still think Nick's a guy like you know, Boston have been in watching Columbus a ton, Winnipeg have been in watching Toronto a ton. Um, those are the two teams that's really seen. Florida have been watching uh, Columbus a ton. So that's Felino, that's Savard. Those are the two guys they are watching there, okay. those teams.
0: The, the one thing with the Leafs as well, and uh, to me, I'm, I'm watching uh, Joe Thornton, who had a terrific start, was able to accumulate some, some offense and some points, Mac. But I'm watching in these last week and a half, two weeks, and – like the level of energy, uh, the skating, uh, he's having a tough time out there.
1: But Nick, you, you ramp it up, ramp it up fifty percent as to what the what it's going to be at playoff time from the regular season. That's why, if they're a little bit nervous on him, and I mean, Simmons has been really good. He's been a good pickup. I'm not sure about him at playoff time when the speed yeah. and the t- is ramp. I, there's no, there's no question the try is going to be there. The try will definitely be there. Yeah, but I mean it. It and he's a little bit injury prone. I mean well, you've got to be careful. You lose your depth real fast.
0: I know, and this is a challenge a little bit for Sheldon Keith, who doesn't have a ton of experience. But you know, if Joe, if Joe Thornton is sitting on the bench here, and it, he wants to play. Wayne Simmons oh. wants to play. Oh, and big time. If you're in a position now where if Galchenyuk is your guy and he's, he's locked in with Tavares and Nylander when he gets healthier back in the lineup, you're going to have to manage those egos a little bit if you're Sheldon Keefe.
1: It's not an easy thing to do, is it, Mac? Well, not, a, not with guys that are Hall of Fam- you know, especially a guy that's going to be a Hall of Famer. It, it's it's really intimidating there's no doubt about that but i mean sheldon and dubas have got to win they they do they have to win the stanley cup no but they've got to do some damage at playoff time this, enough is enough yeah. here not sheldon keith so much the pressure is not on sheldon it's a second playoff but for kyle and shanny this is a critical critical playoff year they've got to make sure and that's why I continually say their blue line is not deep enough for a four-round playoff series. I'm telling you, it's not deep enough. After the Bagosian, where do you go? And Dermott, where do you go as your next guys that are going to play in your blue line for you? This defense is going to be battered and bruised as they go through a playoff. And you've got to have more. They, in my opinion... That is a priority for them. Obviously the left wing spot, like you talked about, but they need a defenseman too. And, and I've been Jeez. saying it for a month I'm, and I, I really you. like the way the blue lines play, not a knock on the way the blue lines play. It's a question of depth and you cannot bring up guys with two and three and five games experience to play for you at playoff time, or you're going to be in big trouble.
0: It almost seems as if the masses now are more focused on their goalie situation. You're one of the few people that have put a real strong emphasis on the Leafs needing more on the blue line. What I hear now uh, with with their goaltending situation is they're, they're, they're looking at other options here, Mac, but is there a huge concern about Frederick Anderson, his health, and then ultimately, you know, putting too much on on Jack Campbell and jack, he looks vulnerable sometimes when when he plays, and we know he's battled some injuries already, but yeah. is he ready for a workload if, in fact, you know, Freddie can't get back to to where he was and where where is Toronto going into this weekend
1: on their goalies? Well, I mean, look if they if we saw we saw when Hutchison played last year in Colorado, what happened? I mean, that's, you can't go there. Listen, you can't, you can't go, go there. there. You, you know, not go, go there. there. So the question is, they've got to know inside out, Freddie. They keeping him out longer so that they know he's one hundred percent. Obviously, it's been a nagging injury that's bothered him for a while. Obviously, he probably played with it a little bit at the end when he, before he went out. Jack has had some problems where he was out what a month. Um, and he, Jack Campbell. I mean, he sets a franchise record, ten wins in a row. I mean, the guy has been phenomenal for them. But again, don't be
0: surprised. Don't be surprised if you're you're a Toronto Maple Leaf fan that you start hearing the name, maybe David, Dave, big save Riddick out of Calgary. Yeah, that,
1: that wouldn't that, surprise me.
0: That would make, that would make a little bit of sense.
1: You've got to have a guy that's played a number of games. That's played in the playoffs and be ready to go. And Riddick, look, he has played. He's got some decent playoff experience. He's a guy that can come in and give you a big performance. He's a battler in the net. It wouldn't surprise me in the least. But I mean, I again, how where how much can they do here? They need, they, they really feel they need a left winger. They really, I think they need a defenseman really bad. And Goaltending is nervous. You're a little nervous.
0: Okay, let's let's push it out. Uh, we'll stay in the East here, and we'll discuss the Montreal Canadiens. Mac and they, they lose to Winnipeg. What was billed as a strength of the Montreal Canadiens early in the season now is is not quite looking the way I'm sure Montreal Canadian fans envisioned going into the last month here, and that is. The blue line with, you know, Petrie, Weber, Edmondson, uh, Kulak, uh, Victor Mete cannot get into any good books, whether or not Claude Julian's or Descharmes is behind the bench. And it looks slow, Mac. Petrie was on a house on fire, I think, in the last 10 games. He's really slowed down. It, it looks like a slower blue line here.
1: Well, and, and Mete and Romanoff, I mean, they, they didn't survive the game. They were broke up last night. Um, that, that's a concern, that pair right there in the 5-6 hole. You know, Romanoff's been up and down. But, I mean, that 5-6 right now would be a concern. Kulak, puck mover. But, again, you're not 100% certain. I mean, I, I guess he's been pretty good. But you're right. It's a little bit slower blue line. Than I, we thought it was. I I suppose you, you and I, did, I keep hearing, I keep hearing, I keep hearing, am I way out and left feeling this? That Savard, we say Florida, but I still think Montreal have, have talked about Savard. I really believe that.
0: I believe right now, Mac, that the the best price out there for anyone is David Savard. I yeah. think he's got the chance to to bring the, the biggest return for anybody.
1: And We, we started to talk about David Savard six weeks ago on this show, that he was going to be the guy because you came out and said he wasn't going to re-sign in Columbus. They've got yeah. to focus on more. Months Rance ago. Did. Months, Months yeah. ago. We've been talking about it, and now he is number one on every poll I see as a guy that is in demand. Well, He's had a pretty good year, but people have watched what he's done in the playoffs against Tampa, against Toronto, against good offensive teams, what he's done. So I can't believe that Montreal are not talking about this guy. And Winnipeg have got to be. And Florida have got to be. And maybe Tampa are. I mean, there's, there's got to be a, a strong market for him right now. Well, we know there is because people have been in watching Columbus. Boston have been watching Columbus a lot too. Why would Boston be watching Columbus? Hold
0: on. They, need, just, help yeah, just, they uh, need help
1: in their back end. They need help in their back end.
0: One quick thought, Mac. And on
1: One
0: quick thought on, on Montreal is that if I told you at the beginning of the season, down the stretch, Corey Perry would be playing 20 minutes, for the Montreal Canadiens. What would you have said to me?
1: I would have said you're nuts. I would Over you're 20 nuts.
0: minutes last night. Know, and Gallagher's out. We know that Gallagher's yeah. out and he's lost. But yeah. like, it's still shocking, Mac, that uh, 35 at his point of his career. But full marks for him, man. He's brought so much to them.
1: He is. This is a guy. I Look, I remember... I remember watching him in London, and I mean, and I remember at the draft table. I remember us saying, "We really think we got a chance to get Perry with our fir- with our first first pick in the second round. We really think we got a chance to get him because everybody questioned his skating." And I, lo- I don't know if he went twenty fifth. And I remember looking at Don Boyd going, "Are you kidding? Are you kidding?" We also were getting Weber in the third round, and he went in the second round. I remember that conversation at the draft table too. But uh, you know, that's the way it goes. But Corey Perry has had an amazing career. I mean, come on, our Trophy yeah. winner and what, uh, what has great, he done?
0: And another great season in this, uh, this yeah. shortened pandemic he year.
1: He uh, we got, he has got character.
0: We are here on trade weekend, and hey, uh, Jordan, just just to make it clear here, while we we got everybody. Yes, uh, sir. The plan is Monday on trade deadline day that Mac and I uh, will be here live, of course, but the thought is maybe pushing the show back one hour. I know it's called Real Kipper at noon. You don't have to remind me that, but the sense is that maybe we'll go in uh, an hour later, start at 1 p.m. Eastern and take it right through uh, the trade deadline at 3 p.m. Eastern. How does that sound?
1: Jill, <laughs> ask Jill
2: for permission. We, we gotta
1: to- to move pickleball back on Monday an hour. <laughs>
2: <laughs> to, be, to be honest, we get a lot of complaints when we start at like twelve oh two. Guys, What do you mean? Is this is this real kipper at twelve oh two? What's going on? But we are. But this time we're giving notice. We're
0: yep. letting them all know. Yeah, that's right, honey. We have so to move it back. You've got we gotta, all weekend. Everybody watching and listening, you got all weekend to make your adjustments. So Mac and I will come on uh, a little later on Monday and then take you right through uh, for instant uh, analysis and reaction, and maybe a couple of tidbits here and there, which we sometimes get.
2: Yeah, it'll be, it'll be
0: really got? exciting. Will be Is there any
1: chance? Is there any chance you're going to bring in a real insider? Well, or a...
0: lo- lots of surprises. Lots okay. of surprises. When right. I would to a real a guy that gonna...
1: a guy that thinks he's a real insider, we may bring on.
0: We are gonna dig in deep to our uh, our, our our friend Bucket, and uh, we'll we'll have we'll have a few uh, people involved. Let's it, just say, uh, say that.
2: It's going to be a really free-flowing show. We're going to have a lot it of fun. Be. We're going to be hanging out, checking the news. We'll be scrolling Twitter. We'll be checking out all the latest deals. Really just want to make it a, a fun place to hang out and stay up to date on all of the recent transactions. So if you're expecting yeah. the button-up stylings of uh, the former Hockey Central at Noon people, no, no, no. But we're going to have some fun, though.
0: All right. Man, you're good at selling, Jordan. That was really I've cool. I, I think I may, st- I may, I may, I may watch. Doug, really if you good. need
2: help with Jill and your schedule, just let me know.
1: <laughs> oh my God, hey, She's not happy.
0: Hey Mac, just just one thought. I on, know, on, I
1: know, it's not my fault. They want me for two hours. I, I can't help it.
0: Just one thought on on Corey Perry. Corey Perry, I, I won't I won't suggest that he he begged the the Toronto Maple Leafs. I won't go that far. But his first choice was to to sign with the Leafs, and the Leafs went. Right out of the gate, and they got Wayne Simmons at one point five, and I suppose Simmons is three years younger, if I'm not mistaken, from Corey Perry. Mm-hmm. But I w- I would have gone Corey Perry over Wayne Simmons, and and saved the eight hundred grand. And that's not I don't I don't mean to be disrespectful to Wayne Simmons. He's had a good year. He's been uh, a positive. Uh, impact on, on, on the Leafs, and he'll continue to maybe score a big goal here and there and, and provide some pushback. But I, I look at Corey Perry right now, and if, if it was me, I probably would have gone with the, the more experience in the Stanley
1: Cup pedigree. And a guy that has had a history of scoring big goals in his entire career, big goals, and a guy that can play with real good people. Yeah. So, well, and I, anyways, I mean, look, I, I'm with you. Simmons just, has been They the, the difference was Kyle was focused on guys that yeah would would make them harder to play against. That but Corey Perry makes you harder to play against too oh. with his ant, with his antics. And we the saw way it with
0: performed. Dallas. We yeah, saw it.
1: Damn right. The, the, and he makes was, his teammates play harder too.
0: There was great value out of Dallas from from Corey Perry and. It's just interesting that uh, Kyle Dubas uh, waived on Corey Perry and, and spent a little bit more money on, on Wayne Simmons. And, you know, all things being equal, I would have taken the 800 grand savings. That's for sure. Yeah. So just one, one tidbit on that. Uh, uh, Edmonton Oilers, can they just play the Ottawa Senators for the rest of the season and, and win the Stanley Cup? Nine and O-Mac. Oh, <laughs> nine you know,
1: it's unbelievable
0: and it's, it's always un- the same story if, if you went and watched all nine games mm-hmm. they would look exactly the same dry mcdavid and i guess you know nurse and and barry but outside of that going into this weekend secondary scoring we're like a broken record when it
1: comes to the edmonton oilers on on that well, we were really hard on their goaltending, or I should say their defense to start the season, really hard on their defense, and it, surprisingly, it's played really well. The question with the Oilers now is, what, what about their, what about their sec- second line? You know, where's their second line? Is it good enough to, to win at playoff time?
0: Last, last week, Mac, I... I, I... I talked about Taylor Hall, and it's funny now because everybody's talking about him wanting an extension on the deal. And yeah. we talked we talked about that if Edmonton would be in a scenario to do that, it's still debatable whether or not they look at Taylor Hall seriously. But Mac, how can they not, with their lack of production outside of the big boys?
1: So their second line right now is Cahun. Gaetan Hawes and Yakamoto. That's their second line. Yeah. That's, that's not
0: like that's, that's not conference final
1: second line. That and and look, Ryan Nugent Hopkins isn't didn't wasn't draft, wasn't in the lineup, but that was their second line the last couple of games. So where does it where you know people are saying, well, there's no way, there's no way Hall's in the mix there. The, well, should he be in the mix when you look at that second line?
0: It's still challenging to find guys that, that you know, especially in the UFA, that would go to Edmonton. And I know Connor McDavid, everybody would love to play with him, but it's still challenging when, when you got a guy like Taylor Hall and if he's willing to go there and, and sign an extension. And I don't know what that number could look like. We can only imagine, Mac. Uh, there's no question that his stocks dropped and no longer will he be considered a... An eight nine million dollar player like he was a few years ago coming off an MVP, but th- there there's value there. He's he can't be as bad as two goals in but a season.
1: Is, is Ken Holland gonna pay a first round pick for him? I talked to an insider yesterday, he said no way, you know. So let's assume that it's, Kenny that Holland it's not says, that Don't expensive believe the rumors, you know. Let's let's assume it's not that expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends. It depends where it goes here with, with Paul of the mix. If Toronto weren't in the mix on hall, if Toronto aren't in the mix, which I've got to believe they're still waiting. Toronto has got to be sitting there with their, with a, with a reasonable offer form, but it's not going to be a first round pick. If, but if, it, can, the, can, if the can bottom Edmonton falls offer out, a first round pick
0: I, for the Leafs to get involved in hall, the bottom's got to fall out. And I'm not sure that no, the I don't aren't, think... aren't too far behind that.
1: I agree. I agree. So I, I don't see I don't see Kenny or Kyle Dubas even contemplating a first round pick.
0: So we, we we assume we assume like a few teams out there, Oilers need some depth up the middle. We we talked about buyers and sellers. Phillies on the outside looking in. I'm hearing that they've chopped hard, Nolan Patrick. Uh,
1: That's, a That's a new name. Obviously,
0: obviously the injuries have taken their toll. But as a buyer, I think you still would like the upside, but health is a huge concern on how, how healthy this guy can stay. So I would imagine to get Nolan Patrick, if you're the Edmonton Oilers, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be that expensive.
1: And, and he would, you know, I mean, do you go, do you go Patrick or do you go Lawton? If you're the Edmonton Oilers, I, I mean, look, we're trying to. They need when Nugent Hopkins comes back, they need us. They need a second line. They—they they, I can't for a minute believe they're going to be able to play Drysidle and McDavid together at playoff time with the way people shut down people. They're going to have to go. Back, they're going to use them every once in a while, but they're going to have to go back to Drysidle with Nugent Hopkins on the second line. So that opens up who's going to play in their top six. Well, you got. Patrick, you just mentioned, Lawton's out there. Hall's out there. I mean, Felino to me, is not a top six. Felino's a top nine guy. He's yeah. a third-line guy for no, me. He's, uh, yeah, so, on a
0: championship team.
1: He's a third-line guy.
0: But is this a championship lineup? So... No. Okay. Winnipeg, do we put them as the odds-on favorite for David Savard? I do. And and, well, Florida, Florida, Florida—they got to be running neck and neck between Winnipeg and Florida. I got
1: to believe those are the two teams. Who has more to give up? Who can shop their prospect list better, Florida or Winnipeg? Winnipeg's got some two two great young defensemen. Yeah, who maybe three young right now are
0: off the table.
1: Yeah, exactly. So they've got. You know, Chevy is so patient. I hope he's not overly patient that he misses out on this. Because as we said in the last couple of shows, they cannot win the North Division without fixing that blue line, in my opinion. Now, Hallebuck last night stands on his head, 40 some saves again. Yeah, if he does it, they'll win. But to me, they need help on their back end. And, it, you know, it's been fine, but they need it to be better to compete. And, and, Winnipeg's their only goal. They don't need any help in their forward group, as far as I'm concerned. None. That's the only focus is that right spot defensemen.
0: All right, uh, let's keep moving out west when it comes to sellers, because uh, we, we feel like the Vancouver Canucks are in a position now. If you're Jim Benning, to just start unloading and <laughs> alleviating the salary cap yet. He goes the opposite way and signs Tanner Pearson uh, back to a three point two five million dollar contract over three years. And the only thing I ask you is,
1: like Vancouver, you mean Vancouver?
0: I sorry, that. yeah. yeah. I, I ask you is where's where's the race to get this done in a, a flat cap era? And I, it's not that I don't like. Tanner Pearson, but am am I, am I really sure what I'm getting for 3.25 million again in a flat cap era where I can't make any mistakes? I just talked about loving $800,000 difference on having Corey Perry instead of Wayne Simmons. And why wouldn't you take a crack at maybe finding a way to get this done? Maybe a little cheaper.
1: And, and like you said, what's the panic here? Well, the panic is he can walk for not, for unrestricted free agent. I mean, he stalled on Foley, lost him. You know, I mean, he, he lost five or six regulars out of his lineup last year, and it really, it really in the end, cost them big time. They weren't good enough this year. COVID or not, I thought they would be better. I thought Holpe would be better. Demco took a big step, was good. Um. The loss of Tanif was too much. The even the loss of Skecher was too much for them on their back end. I mean, their depth wasn't as good, and so he he got snake bitten. So maybe that's why he jumped here a little bit. But I'm with you. I don't know what the panic is. Joe Resnick stayed strong on a 3.25 million deal, three year deal. Good job by Joe.
0: I'm not. Uh... I don't know how Vancouver Canucks are going to feel about this next comment I make, but when Jim Benning's committing $10 million to Tanner Pearson, it doesn't appear to me like he's going anywhere anytime soon here. He,
1: and, and He's going to be the general
0: manager next year.
1: That's before he's got his two studs done. He committed that before he had Pedersen. And the kid on the blue line, done. Quinn, use. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's, that That has to be a good sign
0: for Jim Benning's future that your owner would allow you uh, to, to... Your owner would rubber stamp a deal of this magnitude.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, uh, Jim Benning appears. He's not going anywhere. And yet Travis Green has not signed a contract that I know of. And, you know... They could be well. You think they're going to come back and play? That the league desperately well, wants them to go back and play. But I mean, their season could be over and their coach not signed. So all of a sudden, he basically becomes a free agent. And we know there's going to be a bunch of coaches fired here. There's going to be a bunch of coaches fired. That's a, so sounds like another topic for another day. Yeah, sure. You know the the uh, anyway. Keep going. You're you're
2: hosting. I was going to no, mention I'm the big a, big hey, defense hey, the big don't. defenseman in Dallas. I don't want to cut you guys off, but uh, Bobby Ryan is out for the remainder of the season. was just reported about 13 minutes ago from Frank Cervali. I
0: don't know oh. if he had any type of value, but he seemed to have been a, a good steady guy, like we've talked about many of the veterans that uh, yeah. had, had still a little bit of shelf life uh, in Detroit.
1: Yeah, I mean the only thing, Kenny, uh, I, or I've got to believe Stevie, why there's two or three teams that are, you know, are capable of parking some money to make some good deals with, with which is what we saw Chicago do, uh, in their deal with Florida, you know, take Conley's money from Florida to free up space for Florida to do something to try to, you know, do some some damage in the playoffs. Detroit's a team that's capable of that. San Jose is a team that's capable of that. But you know, those LA. are deals. LA, we're going to see some of those deals. I gotta believe uh, three-way deals for team to be able to alleviate cap space. The big defenseman in Dallas, we forgot. I, you know, I he, Alexiak. He talks, yeah, we talked Savard.
0: Okay, we talk, so uh, if, we, Alex, if we've got some- if we've got Savard at the at the top of the list, uh, uh, Josh uh, Josh Manson has another year left on his deal. I think a little over four, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, And then you mentioned Alexiak, uh, UFA in Dallas, but that would mean that Dallas would have to wave the white flag.
1: And and, I mean, they're seven. What are they? Seven points out. They got games in hand, but they're 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 in tough right now. Um, Doesn't appear
0: like Tyler Sagan's anywhere near saving them right now. So
1: right, yeah,
0: it doesn't. That's a tough pill to swallow for Dallas, that organization. And they do have fans coming in, Mac. They got to think yeah. about uh, selling for next season. That's a tough one.
1: But is that not a guy that would be a pretty, I mean, is that not a guy that you would say. I'd would welcome him all really day long. Really? Oh, in a heartbeat. If, you were, if Toronto could pick a guy like him up at a reasonable price for a rental, I mean, all day long, but even other teams that are out there. I mean, we're talking Savard. This guy is pretty, was pretty impressive last year in that playoff run. So if, he, if he's available, I've got to believe people are kicking tires big time on him. Well,
0: if we're going to go from sellers to buyers, would Nashville not be at the top of our list – David Poyle's really screwed himself, if if you ask me, Mac. Like He's been around forever. Forever, it seems like he's been a buyer in this trade deadline world. And it looked like he was really going to be this, this seller for the first time. And we're going to see a part of uh, um, his general manager duties that were unfamiliar to us. And I wanted to see what kind of value is going to pick up for guys like Granlin, Yet,
1: Ellis. Ellis.
0: Ellis was mentioned, but he can't do right, but, squat right now. He can't.
1: No, he's got to. He's got to try to. He's got to try to win. He's got to try to do some damage. And I mean, if he if the season finishes today, who's he playing in the first round?
0: Well, that's when it gets a little tricky here. That's and, when
1: it gets really tricky.
0: And it's like, what are we doing here? That's what it yeah. is. It's yeah. come on. What what are we playing for? What are we? What are we beating our heads over for? And that's where you sit there and go, it's not worth it. It's not worth it.
1: Yeah. Well, that's that's gonna be the million dollar right? question what do you want? for
0: him. I'm watching I'm watching Carolina Mac. And I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing. And I know there's there's flaws that you could pick apart. And you know, Tampa today. We we believe this. We did our show what a month ago, saying this is still the team to beat. But they they want another defenseman. You assume yeah. that that Carolina wouldn't be overly comfortable with the lake the likes of Jake Bean back there, or Hayden Flurry, and they'd like to kind of beef it up a little bit. Hamilton's carrying them, Slavin's carrying them, um, Brett Pesci, but. They, they, they need more depth, but like to, for, for Nashville now to go up against Carolina or Tampa and think they have a chance, those teams have to put it on a platter. Yeah. Surround it with lobster, shrimp, a cocktail sauce, and then hand it to Nashville.
1: Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree hundred percent with you. The other name you you mentioned Josh Manson that comes with a huge price for me. The other guy is Raquel, who's in Anaheim, whose name has been out there. I mean, Raquel is a guy that could fit in and help a lot of teams as well. Well, I mean, you know, that's a name that's that we've a, got to keep an eye on. That's you a know. name
0: that comes up for me in Montreal with Gallagher's money coming off the books essentially.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, would Toronto look at a, a Raquel, or is that what's that price point versus a Hall price? You know that. I mean, he's a guy that can fit in and play a really responsible role. You know, and and chip in offensively. Yeah. So
0: I'm, I'm a believer of more pushback. Type of guy. Foligno, Sam yeah. Bennett in Toronto. Yeah. I see I more agree. value in pushback than I do another guy that may. Score a goal,
1: yeah. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. The pushback thing, I mean, it was on Kyle's mind all win all summer. It's, I'm sure, when they go back and look at their playoff games last year against Columbus, I mean, they better be prepared for a war in the first round. No matter who they play, it's all right to talk regular season, but it is going to be a war with less power plays, yeah, yeah. So, no.
0: If we were handicapped today going into the weekend, and you brought this up, but I kind of pulled you off, but I'm pulling you right back on uh, uh, the Boston Bruins. W- would we not have Boston as the odds on favor for Taylor Hall right now with Palmieri gone?
1: To me, like, I don't know. Like, Sweeney has struggled to fill that. Craig Smith was his big acquisition with, you know, their back end with Chara Krug out. They put kids in to take their place, but up front, Craig Smith was the only guy they brought in. They thought he could be a thirty-goal scorer. For whatever reason, the bottoms falling out on DeBrusque, who I happen to like. I mean, they need they like I okay. I watched them last night, Nick. They're fourth right. forward in ice time last night. You go Marchand, Bergeron, and Pasternak, who was number four on their team in ice time last night. Corrali. Yeah, Sean Corrali was their fourth, and Sean's got two goals and a few. But he he because he he starts every face off in the defensive zone. He goes head to head against it. But he was fourth in forward ice time last night. So to me, like where's Krejci? Where's right, right? You, Where's Charlie right. You, Boyle? Right behind. They were behind him in ice time. So are you going to go into the playoffs without a second line that can score you some goals? Richie has chipped in. Coyle is chipped in, but to me, they're third line guys. That's where they, the second line is all like, it used to be DeBrusque and whoever on the third line that would fill in there. You know, it's not there right now. And they're going to have a tough first round. So I've got to believe you're a hundred percent, right. I've got to believe they're in on hall. Are they in on Hoffman? Are they in on Raquel? I mean, they've got to be in on somebody. They've got to be at the top of the list.
0: And, and that's not uh, that's not shying away from the blue line help they need as well, Mac.
1: Yeah, they're they're nervous right? about the back they're end nervous. as well. In my opinion, yeah, I mean, they, and they got a kid playing goal. He had a second career win last night. You know, so they they've got some real questions there. And and look, Jerry Jacobs. I know he's not the owner anymore. He gave it to his kids and grand. Whatever. He's still the owner. and he still gets pissed off when they lose well
0: and they they spend money unnecessarily (laughs) right yeah right um is dumba safe in minnesota this weekend you got to think with all their success mac that he's not going anywhere i I know there's an expansive expansion issue but they That's can, the big issue. You you can clean that up though in the summer, Mac. Can you not trade his rights and then have them? You know, is is that not possible? Well,
1: they you know that's the big question mark. You know, Suiter does. Will Suter work with them to waive his no move? I can. I I can't believe he would because they would expose him ahead of Dumba. In my opinion, that's what they would do. But he he I can't see him waving his no move to go to Seattle. I can't believe that. No, um, I, I don't think, but I may be wrong on that. Maybe. I mean, I think, I think Suter's bought in and has been really valuable there this year. I, I, I know, you know, he didn't get the captaincy. Did that bother him? I don't know, but he seems to have bought in cause he's played pretty well, but I can't believe he's going to waive his no move to go to Seattle to start with an expansion team. I don't know, but they'll lose Dumba if they don't, do something like you said, but they're not trading them this weekend. No way. They, no. they, they, they want to win. They want to go. They want to play Na- uh, Vegas in the first round, and they think they can beat Vegas in the first round. And we'll have to do therapy for our friend Millard if that happens. And we'll <laughs> hook Lawless into the same session.
0: Mac, they, they, they believe they believe that they can uh they can be the Dallas Stars in this second
1: version of uh of a pandemic season. You want to believe it. And they feel really comfortable playing Vegas. And <laughs> Vegas don't Vegas bother a lot of teams when they play them. They don't bother the Minnesota Wild. They are not phased by the Vegas Golden Knights. So that's going to be an interesting matchup. Would I pick many to beat them? Probably not, but it's going to be a hell of a series. So I don't see Dumba going anywhere.
0: Colorado's goaltending scenario—we've talked about it since the moment uh, I think Grubauer uh, wasn't playing in the bubble. Friend, Kuz is lost for the season. They went and got Janssen, I think, uh, off waivers. That's not an answer. They're shopping this weekend, Mac. You know, I mentioned David Riddick, but yeah. where else can they go here? Bernier—can that get revisited?
1: Well, he just came back off the IR. How serious an injury did he have? I think, I think Bernier is definitely a guy that they would consider. But I mean, there's some pretty decent names out there. Uh, Dubnik's out there, Riddick's out there, Driggers out there. Can they get somebody freed up out of Carolina? Uh, that's a question mark. They got the three guys playing pretty well. Um, it, you know, I think you'll see Colorado make a move on one of those guys. There, There's just... They can't take a chance of not getting a it's, guy. It's one it, thing
0: it's, to think that you have insurance, but you, you as a general manager, Mac, you truly have to envision that if your big guy goes down, that somebody's capable of hitting a level that can win a series... And I'm not sure how many guys are out there that no. you can really feel that way.
1: No, and you, you, you know what happens? If you lose your number one guy and you don't have a competent guy to step in, that the team believe. Um, there's just, like, there's just uh, no
0: way Colorado does it two years in a row. There's no, just no you, way.
1: Not a chance. And you let your team down, the heat you take. I mean, we saw Hudobin do it, but Hudobin was a veteran a veteran guy that was terrific in Boston as a backup. He's been terrific. He's carried the mail before to a degree. Uh, you cannot go into the playoffs when you're expected to win a Stanley Cup without that short up. You, they've, they, they're they're going to do something for sure. Unless I don't know anything about Johansson. I mean, I saw him play in Buffalo a couple of times. He looked okay. No, uh, no, but he no, lost. no, no.
0: They're not going down that path. Not a snowball's chance, as you like to say, in hell.
1: Yeah. yeah, I don't see it.
0: All right. I think we beat it up pretty good. Uh, St. Louis is one of those teams, Mac, where uh, Doug Armstrong could look like he's selling when he's really buying. I think that's, that's the type of guy he was. I heard St. Louis was in on Taylor Hall about a yeah. week ago, week and a half ago. I don't know where they are today, but they were definitely kicking tires on Taylor Hall they Hoffman's been a disaster. If
1: and H- Hoffman's what's he got is, nine is, goals, he's on he, pace is, for like, he's on pace for like 20 goals.
0: Is he, is he going to be a, a quick alternative? If, if Boston gets shut out on Taylor Hall,
1: could I they could go see, to Hoffman? I could see that happening. I could see that happening. the, 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 the one thing is, is he smart enough to play with Krejci? Is he smart enough to play with Krejci? Because the guy, whether you like him or not, maybe he doesn't do everything you want him to do, but he, he's on pace. As bad as he's been, he's on pace for twenty-one goals. Hall's on pace for three. I, you know what? So wh- a- what you're
0: saying is is Hoffman's a bigger threat than Patrick Line a is in Columbus. That's oh, what don't you're telling
1: even, me. Don't go there. for One goal
0: years. in twenty that, games,
1: Mac. That or- is just on. Un- Friggin' believe it. That, that has happened. And I listened. Did you listen to Paul Maurice talk yesterday? Uh, Paul uh, Maurice specifically on raved about Dubois, what he is for them, what he's going to be. And I I phoned my good friend Jeff Rimmer this morning. And I I said, Jeff, you couldn't go a whole know,
0: show without mentioning Jeff Rimmer.
1: Well, I had because I phoned him, I said, you know, Jeff. I happen to see your jerseys with that 20th year, the celebration. And I said, it's so disappointing in your 20th year of a great celebratory season that you're going to miss the playoffs and you're going to be a seller. That That's really disappointing. And I said, after your illustrious career to have to, you know, as it's sly, as he sort of fades into the, you know, sunset, not now, he wants to work till he's 80, but you know, um, is this disappointed a disappointing finish? And, is, and Torts, what was it? Game three or game four? He benched line a? Oh, gosh. Didn't line A have two goals? I, I, don't, think, two I don't think Patrick,
0: I don't think he unpacked. <laughs> I don't think he completely unpacked
1: before he was benched and he yelled at an assistant coach. Oh, my God. He yelled at an assistant coach. I used to yell at assistant coaches when I was the coach. I, you know.
0: I, said, I don't want to sit here and beat up on Columbus. No, no I, I don't, don't either. But, because I'm very disappointed. But, but it's still, it still, it it still should be asked, at least on on my show because I'm the host. Is <laughs> is there another organization, and I include uh, Buffalo, where uh, you know I include Buffalo because Buffalo's a mess too. That there is so much uncertainty from player one to player 20. Like, you don't know what this team is going to look like in two years. You can't guarantee that Seth Jones is going to be there. Wawinski, the goalies, the coach, Patrick Liney. Like, at least with Jack Eichel, there's an asset there, and it's locked in. So if he's walking out the door, in in 3 or 4 years we're getting something back. Yeah. Columbus is how do you sell that long term? Forget about finishing this season or going into next season, but that, that, I'm a season that's... ticket subscriber and I want to I want to make a commitment here. How do I do that knowing what I'm buying in 2 or 3 years?
1: Well, and that's what's disappointing because coming off that great win over toronto in the buy-in round where it was a big big win for the blue jackets and their the history of their team the way they beat a good toronto team the way they battled a tampa team right to the nth degree to to in the first round and the excitement this year was they were going to be a a good team they were going to be a good team in their 20th year and that's what's so disappointing but the line A debacle, it's, then it starts training camp. Dubois wants out, and then it goes from there. And I'm sorry. I, I, like, I think back to the line A, whatever game it was he got benched, I'm thinking, and we talked about it till we are blue in the face. Are you shitting me? They just benched line A. And there it goes. It started. And I, I don't know where it ends, but I, I know one thing. I've been blamed a lot for things in Columbus. I haven't been there in twelve years, but I've been blamed for a lot. Listen, we <laughs> They can't we, blame this one on me. We knew
0: <laughs> we knew months ago that Columbus was not gonna sign David Savard. Okay. We knew that months ago. And the feeling was is we can't we're not committing five million. We're gonna focus on Seth Jones and Warensky the next couple of years. Now, I ask you as a general manager, you've been through this on different levels. If you're Yarmo and the ownership group with less than two years now to UFA for a guy like Seth Jones, please tell me you would have some real strong indication that this guy wants to stay and he wants to sign long term.
1: 100%.
0: Because if you don't, and as one general manager put it to me the other day, if you aren't sure and you have uh, a feeling that these guys want out and all I've heard Mac for the last few days is Wierenski's goal is to go back to Michigan. That someone told me, mark my words, that guy's going to be a Red Wing. So, we all hear this. It's all speculation. I'm not reporting anything, so don't go running around saying I said that. I'm just telling you, as you like to say, Mac, we're telling you what we hear from people that are probably a lot closer than maybe, you know, the guy that uh, serves coffee, at Tim Hortons. That's all. Yeah. But as a general manager, if you don't have that feeling that Seth Jones is not long day, a general manager told me, You got to start making calls like yesterday to find out what you can do, how you can put a team ahead of this and maximize the value for them. How do you respond to that?
1: Well, I have got to believe that I've, I would think there's, there's been some discussions to try to get this guy signed on a long-term deal. And I think Seth Jones, I, I really believe that the little bit I know about Seth Jones from people that have had him in junior and people that know him is that you could work them to sign, to re-sign in Columbus. I, I really think that, so do would they, why would you not already be approaching him and saying, Seth, we want you to retire As a blue jacket, I would be. He would be my best friggin' friend right now. But but it might not be enough.
0: Well, I don't know if it's
1: enough. You you taking
0: him for a ride in your Porsche or your RV might not
1: be enough. No, it may not be enough. But at least I would know. At at least you would know. So, what is it going to take? To make this guy have you, a long-term blue jacket. And you're gonna you can start in July. Have right? you gone
0: th- have you gone through scenarios over your career where you got nervous on a guy you thought you might keep, he didn't, he you broke your heart?
1: I never no, I, I did, but we weren't at that stage as a franchise yeah. when I was there. You yeah. know? It, it was still an expansion franchise when I was there for the most part. It wasn't it wasn't close like that about yeah. worrying about losing. Guys, because we didn't have the big stars. It, it, we, had it, Nash, we had Nash locked up. We had the guys we needed locked up. But, but
0: It does happen, oh, though, and, and Islander fans went through it with Tavares.
1: 100%.
0: Where 100%. And, and where was Lou on that? Did Lou have some idea that he was not coming back? Or else I, I think a guy like Lou would have said, God, I, I would have got something for him at the trade deadline if I, if I knew this all over again.
1: Well, you, you know, you can st- – the Seth Jones are- thing is going to come to a head July 1st because they're going to be the, – they've got one year to get him done. And also, Corpusalo, yeah, Lorensky, I mean, yeah. Line A. I if, mean, this is a – If I'm play, not mistaken. Yarmo has had a tough, tough year. I feel for him. He's had a tough year. And it's only trending that it could get even worse.
0: I know typically in the past it's been one calendar year to sign an extension, but I think in this pandemic, Mac, they can, they can sign them
1: earlier. Well, I don't, and I don't know what that is, what, yeah. how that's affected, but whenever they can sign them to, to get this franchise moving in the right direction.
0: Agents are pretty good and players gotta, are pretty good at saying and doing the right things when yeah. they have no intention of coming back.
1: I know, I know, but. You got to get the you got to get a pen to paper. It can't it can't linger into next season, Nick. If this lingers into next season, it's going to be really ugly. Listen, we got a big Monday, Mac. Oh
0: huge. my God! No, a- no, as you like to say, huge, huge, huge weekend coming up. But a bigger, even bigger Monday where we're going to go 1 p.m. Eastern Don't. to 3 p.m. Eastern with Mac, me, and we're going to. We're going to find an insider. Someone don't that,
1: bring in a half-assed insider. Nick. Way bring more
0: in knowledge than you. Stuff.
1: I need somebody that knows something. Do All not right. bring in a half-assed insider.
0: I'll look. I'll <laughs> look. But I'm excited for it. We'll take you.
2: Do
1: I have veto power over who you bring in?
2: Yeah, except if we get that Ron Serafini guy. If I'd like to bring him in, see what happens to your face. Oh, right. did you
1: see the guy that sent out the uh, hockey DB on Ron yeah, Serafini? Yeah, that made my
2: day to be honest. He looked straight out of the seventies. I loved it. I looked at him,
1: he even scared me when I looked at him on the hockey DB. <laughs> wow.
0: You look great now. Thank goodness. Okay. So do l don't don't one don't, o'clock. Look, don't lose all your energy on, on the weekend.
1: 1 o'clock on Monday. I'll be there. Stay home. Stay off the pickleball court. Can I have a third consecutive low 80 score on Sunday?
0: Do, do I need to negotiate uh, uh, with Jill to get you to work an extra hour on Monday? No, or are we okay? I already
1: discussed it earlier in the show. But listen, I got a warm-up yeah. Saturday night. I'm playing nine holes at Deer Creek Sunday or Saturday night at four. I've got my match Sunday morning at seven, seven fifteen. It's there's a lot of pressure. My handicaps dropped to 15. I sent it a, a picture of my handicap screensaver to Jim Clark and Paul M. Skirman and PI. They weren't impressed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> are you, are you listen, I'm I'm, I'm shutting this thing off uh, in about two minutes. I'm going to watch the masters. Are you a guy? Yeah. Can you get tips off of watching the masters? Does that inspire you to go out there?
1: It, it has really inspired me to watch golf this year. I mean, I'm even ins- I like, even I watch the LPGA once in a while. Cause they, you know, I mean, it, uh, I, they're I all terrific be, athletes. They're all terrific. And they, and I just, I, I've been really zeroing in on their bunker play. Bunker play is an area. Up and I've down. To,
0: Sand saves Mac. We'll, 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 will set you free on your, uh, yep. on your day. Okay, Jordan, what's the update on on what's what? Give us the latest on on the Masters before
2: we leave. So I've been watching the Masters during the whole show on my iPad over here. I'm an addict. Jordan! Pay attention to us. We're more important. Only once per year. Uh, The leader is Weisberg right now at minus four. Leishman minus four. Rose minus four. Rose was uh, minus seven to start the day, and he imploded. Double? I think, Double. I think he had a triple bogey uh, oh, all on the green. Yeah. So, uh, and then Tony Finow is making a nice run. He's minus three through nine today. Oh, I'd love
1: to see him win this.
2: This guy's had more top
1: five finishes, but can't seem to. Uh, he's a sweetheart he's of a good. guy too. Oh, he's good.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm excited. I, I, I entered a couple of pools. So, uh, uh, I was cursing, uh, Tommy Fleetwood there until he got his ace. Uh, that was yesterday. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Okay, we're going to let everybody go. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great weekend. I hope your favorite team pulls the trigger on something that you like. We're going to be back here on Monday with Doug McClain, Jordan, uh, Joe, maybe might have an appearance, and maybe a few more talking heads. We'll have to wait and see. But thank you for sticking with us all week, liking us, and those subscriptions. If you're watching for the first time, hit the subscribe button. Easier for me to do than say, apparently. And we will be back here on Monday for our trade deadline special. Have a great weekend, everybody.
1: Stay safe.